<laughs> Welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculations concerning Marvel films and TV shows. I'm Caleb. I'm in Rhode Island. We got Rhiannon over in Brooklyn, Adam in Iowa, and we are happy to be with you tonight. You guys doing well tonight? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I've been off Twitter because I just got tired of the negativity. Is there any major news that we need to talk about? I guess there's been rumors about D23, maybe? Uh, Marvel announced a movie this afternoon. What? Thunderbolts? Yeah. Thunderbolts. What? Yeah. 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 I just have that up on my screen. Ugh, this is what happens when I get off Twitter. That's this is what, what happens. happens when you get off Twitter. Okay. Well, um, assuming our listeners are just as lost as I am, what, what, what's the details? Just Thunderbolts is happening? Jake uh, Schreier yeah. as director? Is Jake Schreier done anything I've heard of before? Um, a couple episodes of Dave. Have you seen Dave? I know you watch Atlanta. No. Oh, is Dave the one about like the white rapper? Yeah, with Lil Dicky and Gata and um, uh, Andrew DeSantino's in it, or Andrew Santino. I don't even know his name. So can I? I make. A, I'll make a confession here that shows how out of things I am. I am confused between Dave, the fictional character, and the actual guy that raps with little nas x on that one song like when i realized one of them was real it really jack harlow oh no those are two different people like i was like for a while i thought jack harlow and dave were like like dave was like a reality show about jack harlow i thought i was that out of things (laughs) dave is uh semi what do you call it semi auto well, what's like a biopic, but not a full-on biopic? It's based on like Lil Dicky's actually a rapper. Okay, okay. And Lil Dicky plays Lil Dicky in the show. Oh, okay. And this is not Jack Harlow. They're two different it's white not guys. Jack Harlow, that are nerdy. Just, okay. They're both white. Um, <laughs> and they're two separate human beings. Okay. Um, he also directed Kanye West music videos. I'm pretty sure this may be his first film. No, he has a film that was uh, with David Diggs oh. and Idris Elba, um, oh. like an indie flick. Um, I don't know if it's like, out, I, I was just, it just on deadline, if you clicked his name, it took you. It's We All Die Young, a uh, scripted picture about a 25-year-old rapper's midlife crisis. Oh, so he's really, I mean, this guy's done like hip hop, hip hop. Mm-hmm. and hip-hop and now he's directing thunderbolts yeah, yeah. it's uh it's uh they it's weird they announced they didn't even announce like the writer first they announced um eric pearson of black widow and thor ragnarok fame is writing it yeah um, and d- is there any release date talk or just that it's in development they seem to uh i don't know it is worded in a way that it seems like it's it's coming soon yeah, this but, has something about um, next summer. Where did I see yeah, that? Yeah, filming next summer. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, filming next summer. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Because I'm just trying to think up. I mean, like, we already have most of next year's movies. Because we have Ant-Man and or, or Marvel's. Marvel's early. Ant-Man or, yeah, Marvel's Guardians and Ant-Man, right? Right. And, and then there was, like. We're guessing that Blade is mm-hmm. probably next up for next fall. But I mean, surely mm-hmm. Blade is further along than this. This is probably something for 2024, but Blade begins filming in like two weeks, two, three weeks. Right. 
So that's, I mean, it's fascinating. We have talked a million times about how Young Avengers and Thunderbolts were both being put together. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest news here is that they went with that Thunderbolt brand instead of the Dark Avengers brand. Mm -hmm. Because I was sort of suspicious we're going to get everything Avengers, you know, Dark Avengers, uh, Young Avengers, New Avengers. And so this, I don't know, to me, this is confidence on Marvel's part. We don't have to throw Avengers on it. We can we can keep that to be something super special. We can do team ups with other names, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it was Justin Kroll tweeted it out that Marvel does see this as their suicide squad. So it'll be kind of a mix of existing characters and new characters. Yeah. Which which will be good. So we don't see Bucky Barnes yet again for the 20th million time. But yeah. Um, well, and you know, as soon as Julia Louise Dreyfus showed up in mm-hmm. Falcon and Winter Soldier, it seemed like this was 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 an eventuality. So, I would be surprised if they don't um, build the movie around um, Florence Pugh. Yeah, make sure like her schedule is set first, then just because of star power and stuff. I mean, she certainly carries probably a a bigger draw than Wyatt Russell. Yeah, but I also saw him making noise this week about how excited he would be to return. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's an accident now. <laughs> that right. seems like it's it's very meaningful. Right. Um, in other breaking news, the people that make Sriracha are pausing Sriracha production. Oh. Is it because the people that live near the factory have have, have complained because it always smells like Sriracha? Um, crop failure crop ooh, yeah, crop failure so it seems well, like it might be an extended thing this will affect my life in no way at all uh probably not Just, mine either because i buy one big bottle of sriracha and it lasts and, me like five years <laughs> yeah i've had my bottle of sriracha since 94 i think so we're good yeah so uh, did I see on Twitter, was it just like rumors from non-credible places that there sounds like good authority that Nova might be announced at something? I thought it was already reported. Like one of the trades had it, right? Um, maybe. I guess I feel like they were talking about maybe it's in development, but not if it's a show or movie um, or whatever. Oh, I don't, one of the trades had it as a Disney Plus series. Oh, okay. From the uh, one of the Moon Knight writers. Okay. Yeah, it's possible. I'm just behind. I don't know, man. It's just there's so much stuff. Everyone's like, have you watched this show? Have you watched this show? No, I'm one episode into Stranger Things. Kelsey just started watching it without me because I don't know when I'm going to watch it. Apparently it's fantastic. I've watched more than 15 minutes of The Boys. Oh. Did you stop? I don't know how much I've watched, Gosh. but I've watched. Watched more than 15 yeah. minutes. More than uh, the first episode. I don't remember okay. if I finished the second. Okay. I've been okay. watching Atlanta like one episode every two or three weeks. And I'm so happy when it's over. I'm, it, it's like when somebody buys you really nice chocolates and you like force yourself to like eat them slowly so that they last longer. I just Atlanta is so good. It is so hmm. stinking good. Hmm. What'd you think of the boys? Oh, I haven't watched the boys at all. Are you talking Rihanna? Yeah, Rihanna. Uh, so far, so far it's fine. I mean, like I said, I don't remember where I am. Um, so far it's fine. It hasn't like completely disgusted me. Um, 
Oh, it will. It's just such gratuitous disgustingness. Um, Like, I don't care about, like, nudity and all of that. I'm just like, I don't need to see all those insides on the outsides. Um, I saw one gif and I was like, yeah, I don't need this show. Yeah, that was probably the first 15 minutes um, of any of it really or the last 15 minutes um or the middle of 20 minutes you know just, yeah i mean this. it's fine it's fine i like i mean so far i like it I like the, it. i've uh, never been a boys super fan i've just always mm-hmm. watched it because i like to have conversations with people and this seems like one everybody likes to talk about i like to go to comic cons and feel relevant that's why you stuck it through shadow hunters that's a name we haven't said in a while. Yeah. You know, one day I'm going to watch Shadowhunters and I'm probably going to love it. Maybe. I think that's why I pick on it because I'm afraid to fall in love with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sure I would love it. I'm sure I would love it. It's like the schoolyard bully. But I mean, you know, but save our show campaigns are stupid and never successful. They did the release of Snyder Cut. So there we go. So speaking of gas prices, hopefully they lower um, by the time Thunderbolts comes into theater. So you can go to this. We can all go to the cinema to watch Thunderbolts with cheaper gas prices. Or if you want to stay home, there's a pretty interesting Disney Plus show that you can stay home and watch. Obi-Wan, I heard it's getting good. (laughs) So, oh, my gosh, I was so happy Wednesday. First of all, I love Obi-Wan. I love everything about it. I think it's incredible. I just... I think it's great, but to be able to have Obi-Wan and Miss Marvel back to back, I cannot even tell you just how excited I was Wednesday night. Um, so let's talk about Miss Marvel. Rhiannon, I'm going to let you go first so that I don't blab on like an idiot. I just, I was so happy. I love it. Obviously Adam was <laughs> entirely correct that it's like my favorite thing ever. Uh, what did you think Rhiannon? Well, I mean, it's your favorite thing. It's it's a lot like, uh, I mean, like it's undeniable that it's got that Into the Spider-Verse feel to it of like happiness and all that. And I mean, I don't know how you cannot love, it's Iman, right? Yep. Iman, um, or Kamala Khan. Um, they they did such a great job in this one episode of of her family relationships and making her i mean like my life could not have been any more different than hers uh but still i feel like i could relate to her like and and you know and 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 the whole situation you know everybody can relate to that about wanting to do things and your parents not letting you do things and having these passions and wanting to blow off school because you have all this other stuff like everything about it is so incredibly relatable while being a unique character that like you know you haven't seen in a whole bunch of american television um i i i would have watched a whole series about kamala even without the superpowers and going on and being a marvel hero like you know, I just like her and her yeah. and, and that whole situation. So, um, yeah, I just really enjoyed this episode um, and look forward to seeing. I, I have a feeling it's going to go places. That was like my biggest takeaway is that I love how this is written. Like a lot of teenage drama 
I don't like because it always feels a little false to me. Like somebody is just really stupid or really selfish or really immature. Or the 16 year old ends up at a party full of alcohol and right. You know, and they're all like partying like they're in college. Yeah. Yeah. So. No. So, so yeah. So Kamala to me is like, she has a certain maturity to her. She gets stuff, but she also has a certain immaturity and a certain desire in her. And a lot of times the stuff she does is accidental. Like she hurts her parents, but she never means to. It's just being a dumb kid. And her parents like don't get her, but they obviously really love her. Like that scene where they made the like the Pakistani Hulk suit. And they clearly like tried, they like like sweat, blood and tears to make her happy. And they, they don't understand how it doesn't work, but in the same hand, like she wasn't as kind as she could have been. And like, I just love when you have characters that are trying to be genuinely good people and they're struggling because that's like a real conflict. That's a real conflict that people deal with. So many shows are like, I hate you, mom. You know, like, I guess I was thinking about this to me, parents, a lot of times in these shows are either like Laurel A. Gilmore, right? They're like, I'm your best friend. Let's be buddies. Or it's like 10 things I hate about you. I'm a stupid parent that doesn't understand anything about my kids. And these parents were not any of those caricatures. Like they care about her and they want what's best for her, but they have their own understanding of the way the world works. I don't know. It all just rang true to me of these are real people with real problems and not like false stereotypes to create, you know, a sense of angst in the, in the viewers. And that, I don't know, I'm already babbling, but I, I loved kind of all that. But exactly. I mean, they, they did, they leaned into the complexities and did it well. And um, yeah, and I like her. I can't wait to see more of her. Adam, we haven't let you talk much. Do you have any other thoughts so far? About what no, no, that's the thing. I mean, I don't have anything else to add. Really. I mean, everyone's everyone's loving it. You know, she's insanely likable as a character, as an actor. Um, the biggest criticisms outside of the gross people that that shouldn't have access to the internet is that um, it's boring. I mean, that's why. I mean, people are used to movies and stuff. And I, how many seasons of Marvel TV have we sat through? 30 28 well, yeah so adam you didn't find it boring because there wasn't a whole lot of this i mean you said last week no i thought you don't tune in boring. you don't yeah okay all right because i was <laughs> like you said you don't tune in to marvel studios to see stories of everyday people right and no, that's what we got boring. that's what caleb and i loved about it yeah. no um, it was, i thought it was exceptionally boring um but i mean it's just insanely likable and you know i mean I think the, you know, the character is, I mean, it's just so damn charming, you know, and you, it it almost feels weird to hate. I mean, I've been called a shill so many times this week, but it's just like, you know, it's whatever. I like it. I I think it's boring. It definitely picks up an episode too. Um, But yeah, it's another one of those things where I'm all, and now I have it instilled in my head. I'm like, how the hell are they going to wrap this up in six episodes? Yeah. yeah already wow. from the beginning <laughs> you know I, because the run times are going to dwindle but uh 
No, so I, I knew exactly. Just wait till episode two when they have like five different plots going on. Caleb's probably going to pass out. Caleb's like, oh, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. But uh, no, it's it's insanely likable. It's a really solid start. Just yeah. like every other thing on Disney Plus so far. Thanks, Adam. I had forgotten that they start strong and finish bleh. <laughs> I find, I really do like that they didn't rush into the superhero stuff like they didn't rush into a villain because uh you like when you go back we watched spider-man i don't know about a year ago like the first sam raimi spider-man i forgot that that movie's like two and a half hours long mm-hmm. and green goblin doesn't really become green goblin until about an hour and 45 minutes into it like it they spend so much time on peter and his powers and aunt may and uncle ben and they just let you love this person as a character and then the superhero stuff is kind of almost tagged on the end of that movie and i i find stuff like that works but you know like stanley always said you got to fall in love with the person behind the mask before you really care about what they do in a mask and i just think they're doing that totally right and i'm happy for things to be a little slow if we get to to really care about you know a character first um let's talk a little about the superpowers i mean we got the first views of her blue energy crystalless thing um i don't know i I thought it was fine i thought the big hand to catch zoe was enough to be like the comics to make me happy uh how'd you guys feel like the powers and the vfx and all that stuff looked on the show um so i don't know her character as well as as you do and i always forget like i know she has the embiggening but like when i was watching it i had totally forgotten and i couldn't remember if there were other powers with it when like she's there at the convention and her powers kick in and she's like shooting across the room i couldn't quite tell what was happening like i couldn't tell that it was like the embiggening like her hand i I was like is she shooting um God, like i've watched some my hero academia and i'm like is it like todoroke shooting ice across the crowd or something and so like i mean like my brain hadn't connected it to like the embiggening powers completely yeah so, i feel like early on she shoots stuff and then when the girl falls it's more like stretching out to catch her you know okay all right um yeah to me those special effects weren't super clear to see um so but the billboards that move in the background and the text messages and all the other special effects were really really cool i really like that you mentioned that last week like all the ways that they did different visual elements Mm -hmm. i love that it it felt a little like scott pilgrim it felt Mm -hmm. a little like into the spider verse like you mentioned um it has some of like spider-man home trilogy feel mm-hmm. but i felt like they did a good job it feels like its own thing though too like right, at absolutely. no point did it feel derivative to me you know right yeah we we got some you know scott pilgrim nods here and there but like the neon signage through like the text message and stuff i'm pretty sure we've never seen stuff like that before and it's going to be super interesting to see how they block that stuff out and how they develop that and all that type of stuff. But that's the type of stuff. It makes perfect sense 
for for the movie at hand yeah you know or the uh, series excuse me but i think that's when i realized I, I enjoyed it a lot and it's just another way how a student it's not even the fact that the studio is doing stuff with some of you know my favorite ip it's the fact that they continually innovate and, and do different things and experiment with other things and they're generally successful um you know over the vast majority of the time well and again and maybe i'm being too polemical but like you know when people are like oh this marvel sucks they're just cookie cutter it's all the same stuff they just bring in directors they can control you know for me and maybe i'm just a film noob idiot i don't know when i watch moon knight and i watch miss marvel this does not feel like idiot directors doing cookie cutter stuff like this is people that are different and new and have ideas and are trying stuff. And I think the way they did Egyptology and they used the hieroglyphics and they used mirror images and moon night, like that was all visually fascinating storytelling. And I think the way Kamala's world in Jersey city comes alive with her imagination to make her city feel like a playground as much as like an environment she lives in. Like, I just think all of that's, fascinating cool interesting stuff and then it's really not fair to the directors and producers and stuff to act like oh this is just all assembly line cookie cutter because that does not feel that way at all to me it did feel like a halal guys plant advertisement i want halal guys now i almost went today now you mentioned you know halal guys and the food i mean they definitely and we all acknowledge up front, none of us are Pakistani, none of us are uh, Muslims, at least to my knowledge. So like, we, uh, we, sh- we are not authorities on this, but they certainly, it's not like they lacked for putting things in it, right? Like, it seemed like they worked very hard to make that culture represented. If it's accurate or not, I can't speak to, but there certainly was a lot. I mean, that was a halal cart. I mean, that was the best looking halal cart I've ever seen. <laughs> But uh, that looked delicious. I got a real kick out of the, the, the aunties, you know, like in the dress oh, shop yeah. and, and yeah. all that stuff. I thought that was real fun. I think the thing that has always appealed to me about Kamala, I want to say this the right way. So obviously I have not had the same experiences that Kamala has, but just the, 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 the small Venn diagram sliver is like growing up in a, for her growing up in a conservative religious household, albeit a Muslim household. And for me, I grew up in a pretty conservative, like Christian household, just like the little things about like, we're religious people and we do it different. And even the lines, like, you're not going to dress like those other girls at the con because you have different values and all of that stuff. I don't know. It just rings true. In as much as I had that overlap of like, when you have religious parents, they're kind of different and they have different things and it can be that way. And I just, that's something I've always appreciated about Kamala and the fact that she doesn't seem to be an all out hatred and rebellion of that. She just has to like struggle through it, you know? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like everything about it is universal. Um, You know, it's all stuff that anybody that's been a teenager can relate to except for adam probably never had rebellious teenage years oh, oh, oh. Uh, it would have right, been we're, are we gonna edit this or how what's, uh, 
I have never been arrested that well, much. That's, that's, that's because they never caught you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My rebellious teenage years involved alcohol and passing out in cornfields. Oh, Sorry, yeah. mom and dad, but that's that's, uh, that's about as rebellious as it got here. That's very stereotypical. <laughs> no, it's exactly it. To that's be fair, exactly I'm not sure I... there's much else to do in Iowa. Oh, there's I was about no. to say, oddly, so did mine. But you know, in uh, in uh, the town I lived in, the the after the Friday night thing after to do after a football game mm-hmm. was to we called it scoop in the loop, and it's just driving down Main Street making a U-turn at the end of Main Street, coming back the three or four blocks and doing a U-turn in a pro co-op parking lot and just driving back and forth all night. See, we went to the Pizza Hut. See, we didn't have a Pizza Hut. We had a Casey's that closed at 11. I mean, Pizza Hut closed at like 10. Like it was not a lively Friday night. And then we would hang out in the parking lot until 11 sometimes. Those, Those were the days. Now my back hurts. and Sometimes we would drive to Krispy Kreme and get a dozen donuts and sit in the back of the pickup truck and eat them. Uh, they're giving out a lot of free donuts. Did you see that? By the way, people buy Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme's always giving away free donuts. Yeah, or, but anytime the uh, sign's on for like throughout the summer. They're giving away donuts when the sign's on? Yeah, which I was under the assumption the sign's always on. Yeah. uh some of them like the Times square sign is always on but there are I, the sign isn't always on yeah. rihanna there's one more thing i was going to ask you about um you know there was some talk about kamala's had issues both in sort of her her ethnic and religious identity but also there was a little bit i think in the show about teenage girls and body image right and how they see themselves and how they think about you know the other girls at school who are stereotypically you know prettier by certain standards or whatever do you have any thoughts just about sort of that side of the storytelling of what it's like to be a teenage girl i mean i feel like they're doing a great job of covering it in a realistic way i mean because you know aman is obviously adorable um you know i i don't think like i mean she's obviously beautiful um and and you know yeah kids are kids are cruel kids are complicated i feel like they're showing it in a complicated way and and what i love about that whole aspect of it is how happy she looks when she puts on the cosplay yeah you know like in her everyday life like whatever she's kamala but then she puts on the captain marvel cosplay and she's just like and that to me that you know like that's worth everything and i mean that's what i love to see going to comic cons and everything like i love going to cons because i love seeing people go to whatever their imaginary world is and having that glow of like just embracing whatever it is outside of their normal life and so it it, that whole side of it was just really cool yeah um oh and also the very con realism with ryan panagos on the stage i I was like dude they did make this a con um like actually having ryan up there because that's that's all he does at san diego and new york like he's there and he's on the stage and he's you know introducing the whatever cosplayers to come up 
and yeah, introducing yep. Jeff Loeb and the cast of whatever. And yeah. I was very uh, jealous of a con that was that seemingly well put together and decorated, but that small and not like, I don't know. You go to a real Comic-Con, at least New York, and there's 5 billion people there, and it does not feel nearly that warm and friendly and, you know, manageable. Yeah, Yeah, well, this con was like two hours on a Thursday night or something, too. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I did like that it seemed to take up the space of, like, a high school gymnasium. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, yet still had a full-sized giant man... I guess Ant-Man giant man head to yep. to cause chaos. Um also very fun in-universe idea that you know we've talked about how do people know about the Battle of New York and stuff. Turns out Scott. Scott Lang is just like cashing in on the podcast, which of course Scott Lang is because he's the guy who's always struggling to like stay out of jail and keep a job. So of course he would do a celebrity podcast to make a few extra bucks. Well, and we know from Falcon Winter Soldier that like they didn't get paid anything. They didn't get like money from the whole right. deal. Like Scott, make that podcast money, Scott. <laughs> do it. Tell all the secrets. Yeah. No, yeah. those little in-universe things are great. I hope I hope we get to see a lot of those little details. And it's a super easy answer. People have been like, how does everybody know about what happened to Battle of New York? Scott Lang has a podcast is one sentence that answers a lot of those problems. Like, uh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else from this episode you guys want to talk about? No, we've got five more weeks. Yes, we do. Awesome. Anything else MCU wise before we sign off? Valkyrie licked her sword in the new uh, Thor Love and Thunder spot. I I don't know a more PG way to say this. Taika is going to make this the horniest Thor movie ever. Well, look at Thor Ragnarok, man. He got that cannon shot in there. That was huge. And you're like, Damn, yeah. they did that. Yeah, oh, that's for sure. Yeah, for I just, sure. I just feel like this is going to be innuendos, and you know, like, I don't know. That it seems like he wants to to push the envelope. People were like, "Is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness too scary for PG 13 I'm almost feeling like the conversation after this one is going to be like, "Is this movie too sexy for PG thirteen? Maybe not, but. I mean, we're already ripping Thor's clothes off in the trailer, so. Yep. <laughs> All right. When does Ooh. when does Thor come out? Comes out July six, seven, eight, eight. something like that. Yeah. Tickets go on sale Monday. All right, I'm gonna put it on my calendar. Oh, tickets go on sale Monday. Okay. Yep. All right, I'll put that on my calendar too. Oh, is it like Monday at midnight? Uh, they've this? not given a time that I've seen. Adam, do you have the inside? scoop on that no i have no idea i didn't even know tickets went on sale dr strange went on sale like 9 or 10 a.m so they'll yeah and they'll do the still release through fandango or whatever and and all that good stuff so i'm sure eric davis probably tweeted about it check out his thing sunday night at midnight was a sony kerfuffle so oh okay 
our local theater uh, manager talked to me about that one time and he was not too happy with Sony. <laughs> it's just wild that people have to actually like buy tickets and reserve their spot. Yeah. Well, just I'll be, wild. I'll do it. I want, I want that first screening, man. I, I like being in there with the real nerds of the nerds. You know, I like being less engaged than the people around me. So. Right, right, right. I mean, I like those types of things too. And I actually get that stuff, but it's just like, I, I mean, I could probably buy them a week out or a couple of days ahead of time, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. I'm not right. even sure if like people in this area know like ticket apps exist. You Do you know, even people have are just seating? getting on Twitter now. What's that? You guys have reserved seating yet in your theater? Oh, or? for sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we're not, what do you think we are? I mean, they just took out the last, Oh, they took out the last payphone in New York. I saw that. Uh, I'm going to call bull that. Uh, there was a big Twitter news said, article about yeah. it online. I don't know if it's real, but they said they took the last one out. Oh, maybe the it's last... the last working one. But maybe. There's some that serve as urinals that I'm sure are still out <laughs> Probably talking about smudgy stainless steel. <laughs> I mean, but there used to be one like on my block in Manhattan. Maybe yeah, that was the one. I'll have to Google it and send it to you, Rhiannon. See, I mean, you, I, I'm I mean, not I saying you're Google. wrong. I'm just saying that's the, I saw that article too. No, no, I have the Google. And I mean, like I, all of the ones that I saw, like they had no handle or they had no, you know, receiver, yeah. receiver, like it, you know, like none of them would have been functional, but yeah. I thought there were still, where was it that I saw a bunch of telephones? Radio Shack. Train station in Richmond, Virginia. But that was like five years ago. Um, Adam, have I ever told you my Radio Shack story? No. So this is before they all closed. My sister needed a particular type of cable to like hook her computer up to her TV. <laughs> and I said, well, we'll go to Radio Shack. I said, but here's the deal. We're going to go in. We know what we need. They will have it. But none of the employees will be any help. Mm-hmm. And she was like, that's ridiculous. You don't know that. That's so judgmental. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, whatever. So we walk in and she goes right up to the clerk and's like, I need this kind of cord. And they're like, oh, well, oh, you know, they got like a constipated look on their face. Yeah. And then they like went to the back and like rummaged around for 10 minutes. And they're like, I'm sorry. I don't think we have it. And they left. And I was like, all right, now let's find it. And I found it. And sure enough, they had it. She was like, how do you know? I was like, that's the way Radio Shack works. Like, it's just how every Radio Shack functions. They have everything except for the expertise of where to find it. I remember towards the end at uh, ours, like our local. Yes, my town did have a Radio Shack, um, but um, they had nothing but like RC cars for whatever reason they had nothing else but rc and i think largely because you would walk in and like the manager and the sole employee would just be like driving around his rc car the whole time before that so they're like oh let's try pivoting this to like hobby town or something like that but yeah we went from radio ours, all, to- ours all turned into cellular phone selling like t-mobile like took over half the store you know the office i worked in in st croix used to be a radio shack but they still had the sign up so like every day we went to work in the radio shack and there was this younger guy working with us and there was this like older couple like he was coming in and the older couple couldn't get in past security because we had security and they were like but where do we go to find radio shack and this little jerk was like 1996 (laughs) (laughs) 
It's and not nice, but it's really funny. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right after you make a rental at the Blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. It's down by Blockbuster. So. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, thanks for supporting on Patreon. You can do that at patreon.com slash Marvel News Desk. Thanks for uh, listening. If you want to tell us how you feel about Miss Marvel, please hit us up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. And we'll be back to talk to you again next week.